Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lunch with Norm. I'm Norm Ferrar, aka the Beard Guy, and welcome to the Lunch with Norm podcast, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Okay, we had a guest. She hasn't shown up. I am in the fetal position because I haven't. I have no idea what we're going to talk about today, but. I will get around. Maybe it'll be an ask me anything. Maybe it'll be a couple of Q and A's, but anyways, it will be worth it. So welcome to another lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. All right. I already see that we have some listeners. So if you do have any questions, it could be concerning Q4, and that's probably the topic we'll talk about today. Uh, or if it's about listening or anything at all, just let me know and I'll try to answer the questions as best you can. And if I can't answer them, I'll definitely point you into the right person that can within our group. Okay. Before I get into it, Hayden, where are you? Right here. Very good. Um, so even Kelsey took off. <laughs> he abandoned you. Yes, everybody <laughs> did. <laughs> yet again. Yep. Another yet point again. against against Kelsey. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how's it going? It's going well on this freezing September day. Yeah, we we had a yeah. bit of a surprise. Just uh, woke up yesterday morning and a a big old sailboat was uh, run aground right in front of the house. <laughs> Maybe that was the omen. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I don't know how the heck it could get this close, like 50 yards out, maybe, maybe 25 yards out, not very far out. And it's only in a few feet of water. So how the heck can its keel get in? But that's a whole other, maybe that's what we talk about today. <laughs> ships with Norm. Yeah, yeah. Ships with Norm. Okay. So yeah, we're kind of in an unusual position today. This is actually the first time this has ever happened. Uh, but anyway. One of the things we always say is before we get started, I'll let you do this. Hayden, just remember, do this. You gotta, Come on. You gotta With tap, emphasis. You have to tap those like buttons lightly, ever no. so lightly. Just tap. No, don't tap. Smash those like buttons. You Subscribe. Tri triple smash. Ring One, a two, bell. Three. That's it. That's it. Okay. So, and I see Tony's here. I see Cool Hand 99 is here. Hey, welcome, guys. Uh, Tony, you've got to load me up with questions, okay? I And you, Cool Hand, I, I need some questions to answer in this podcast. I want it to be an informative podcast, even if we don't have a guest. So anyways, if I don't get any questions, what I'll do is I'll just be talking about uh, Q4 and what we can do with that. How's that, guys? Give me a thumbs up or you know something in the comment section. At least Hayden likes the uh, the idea. All right. So Hayden, I guess I might as well take it from here and I'll uh, I'll do some talking today. Uh, if you can get the guest, just see if uh, she'll come on. I thought it would be a really awesome topic. Uh, I just um, got uh, word in that she has COVID and can't do it. So we are on our own today. There we go. Okay. All right, then. So we are on our own today. Uh, thumbs up. So why don't, why don't we start doing this? Why don't we just... Uh, and guys, actually, Tony, if you want to come on, or Cool Hand, if you want to come on live, uh, you know, we could probably send you over the link 
and we could just go talk. Like I know, uh, Tony, you've got your own podcast. And you do a lot of talking about Amazon and everything else. But um, I am completely open. So what I'm going to start off with, whether we go down this wet rabbit hole or not, um, that's a whole other story. But before we do do this, how about we get uh, a word in from our sponsor, Hid? Sure thing. One sec. Any e-commerce retailer knows that video and photography are the two most powerful tools in your arsenal when it comes to increasing sales and conversion rates. And when it comes to sourcing high quality video and photography content for your Amazon products, there's no better team to trust than the experts at videotelepathy.com. Whether you're just starting out selling on Amazon or you're already an eight figure business, Video Telepathy has the perfect video solution to help boost your bottom line. And their Big Kahuna package is the perfect option for any listing for your slide deck, A-plus content, it could be for your Amazon store, or social media, and even your other e-commerce platforms. So don't wait. Check out videotelepathy.com today. We use them, and you should too. Don't forget to tell them Norm sent you. Okay, so we are going to do a, a, a giveaway today. Uh, Honu doesn't know about it yet. We'll have to let Afalabi know. There was going to be a completely different giveaway today, but um, I'll actually, maybe Hayden, while I'm talking, you could uh, just let Afalabi know. And um, anyways, we'll do a uh, Wheel of Kelsey or Wheel of Hayden later on in the episode. Okay, and Hayden, if you do see comments from anybody that want to talk about anything, you know me, I can barely see the screen with the questions. So just uh, put them up and just let me know about them. Sure but can. let's talk about, um, yeah, let's talk about fourth quarter. And I, I did have a chance to read Tony's uh, comment uh, about uh, filling us up with some nuggets from some of the uh, masterminds I've gone to. Here's the issue. And some people abide by this. Some people don't. When I go to a mastermind, especially uh, if it's a mastermind that uh, uh, it, it involves trust, like an NDA, and I sign that NDA, I believe that that should stay within that mastermind. Now, some people might, you know, claim that or start talking about it. I don't believe in that. Uh, I just think it's karma. Like if I start using other people's material, even though it's really good uh, in other masterminds or Facebook groups, um, and I'm allowed to, I know Leo Scuvio has done this. I've, I've reached out and said, hey, Leo, you know, I, I really like what I heard. Can I use it? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. But um, if anybody does give me the A-OK to uh, give out some information, then it's no problem. But I just feel that uh, when you go in, regardless if you pay, I love to share, but I think it's only fair to the people that have paid um, not to, just not to share. Okay, so I, I don't mean to tick anybody off, but uh, anyways, but what I, I, I do have a ton of things that we could talk about. Love to hear, you know, your responses on this. How are you preparing for fourth quarter? So I see Connor's on, uh, Jeff just came on, Tony, cool hand. How are you guys, uh, you know, preparing? I'm not sure if Rad's on or Marsha's on yet, but there'll be there'll be a lot of people on today's episode. I know it's Labor Day, by the way, and uh, really appreciate you guys coming on. 
So one of the things that I want to do is I want to promote pre, uh, like pre fourth quarter, or pre prime day, or pre uh, Black Friday. So I I would be getting, and I'm doing this right now, um, either building up a mailing list or getting a campaign ready to start promoting. So if I have a mailing list for um, anybody who has a mailing list, so Tony, I know you have one, um, I would be priming it. So I would be just pushing it out once, a, like maybe it'd be once a week. Um, a lot of email marketers do it a lot more than that. But just letting people know that you're going to be doing something pre-Prime Day, which is going to be in October. Uh, or you're going to be doing something on Prime Day and a week before Black Friday. And this would be maybe a 5% difference in price, but it'll be a much better value than uh, if you go to your prime day special uh, or your whatever you're doing for fourth quarter. But I normally target those two dates. You know, and when I say Black Friday, I mean Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So that, that whole uh, couple of days. Anyway, those are the ones that I target. How do I target them? I could be writing about specific content and it could be content that I'm putting on my blog. That blog article could be split up and I could be putting it onto my social media. I could be doing a video, a very simple video for this content um, that goes into the blog. And at the end of the day, I might put out a press release talking about the promo. It's not against terms of service to promote a, pro, um, a, a uh, promotion in a press release. It's just in the matter that you do it. If you can say that you're doing, you, you could say that you're doing a promotion or a discount uh, for a certain group of products. Um, and then you can push it out on a, a, like a really good press release that's linked to your blog article. But the main ways that we're doing it and um, well, actually, Hayden, this is interesting for you. Mm -hmm. You provide a lot of content. You you find content for us, and you get the writers all um, primed for it. You find the topics. Um, and do you have any thoughts on you know putting up content, uh, getting influencers, or doing anything like that for fourth quarter? I mean, I think in terms of driving traffic. Um, yeah, I think this is the time to be getting your uh, offers together for influencers, um, especially for like uh, something like TikTok. Like, it is a great way to build brand awareness and just get the word out about your brand. Um, so, I think you you guys have mentioned this before, but you know, having an offer that's too good for people not to click on or to click through. Yeah, the mafia offer. Yeah, mafia as offer. Sean, Sean Hart says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and make sure you have something out there, even if it's only for a short stint around uh, Prime Day or uh, Black Friday or those times. Uh, just, yeah, so at least you're getting the word out about your brand. Um, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think one thing that might be interesting for people to hear about too is budgeting for this time of year uh it's something i'm a little unfamiliar with <laughs> on my end yeah sure uh, but, i can get into for, that as a brand owner like how do you set aside yeah like you, you know are, are you focusing on brand awareness at this time are you fo purely focusing on the funnels that you're building to drive traffic 
Um, okay, and then, one question at a time. So I've got a whole a whole list. Uh, okay, well, anyways, <laughs> uh, like focusing on your brand, there's no better time. Now I don't know. You know, there might be some people on here that disagree with this. There's no better time to promote your brand, your brand awareness, have brand defense, like with your PPC campaign, than right now going into fourth quarter. Because if you don't do that, other brands will be targeting you. Other brands will be coming up against you on your display or on your product listings. You've got to, if you're doing any sales, I, I don't know, over $15,000 a month. I just pulled that out of the air. But if you're making money going into the fourth quarter, I would definitely be putting together ad campaigns that protect your brand name. Now, here's the kicker. If you've got a popular brand, like I've got a popular uh, dog brand that we work with, and it's so popular that if I do the brand defense, it's more expensive than going in and just taking the, the keyword that I wanted to or the exact phrase. So, but it's still worth it. I'll drive the A costs up, but it's keeping the competitors off the listing. So when people come and see my product or my brand, I'm doing that. Now, at the, at talking about brand awareness and going a few steps further, make sure on your listing, your brand is well represented. We talk about consistency. Make sure your consistencies within your slide deck. You have great images. That you, the, the images that represent you and your company are in the, like in the colors of the brand. Um, what you believe, this is something we've done is, what does your brand believe in? You know, with my brand, we believe that every human being on the face of this earth deserves the access to fresh water, clean water. And we align with companies and organizations. We'll give 5% back. What do you do? People want to know this. People right now, you know, they have a social conscience and they want to align with brands that do that. We always use that in the bullets as well. Typically, <clears throat> typically our fifth bullet. So some people might put a uh, like Spanish as the fifth. Uh, we put that in the fifth. And any of the foreign uh, languages that we use, we will put into A plus in the back end of A plus in the keyword tags. But uh, anyways, that's you know one thing that's very important to us. Then when you go down, uh, you have your A plus, your A plus content. This is there's no better place than your A plus content to brand. What is your brand story? And, you know, for, for us, I could talk about the story about Hawaii uh, meeting up with the soap artisan, what he told us, using the soap, uh, being so impressed with the soap. We brought, you know, uh, the product back. Our friends said they loved it. So we decided to jump into the business. It's all true, actually. And that's what happened. Um, you don't have to exaggerate, but sometimes you do have to push the story a bit. But, <coughs> sorry. You don't want to say you climbed Mount Everest, went into some uh, cave and found this Himalayan salt and dug it out. And, and nobody's going to believe that. But brand story now, you can put into your A-plus content. A-plus content you can have in your brand colors. And depending on what you're doing, like I, 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 uh, I work with a non-spirited, a non-alcoholic spirit. Well, we've got recipes all along the line. It's all along the bottom. It really looks quite good. So it's engaging. 
It's just not telling how good it is or how great it is. It's telling how you can use the product. And if you buy the product, you know that you actually get um, access to a free, really well done recipe book. These recipes are also linked into social media. So we know that this is going to be something that's going to run fourth quarter. And we also know that January is dry January. So we're running promotions all along that time about the brand, about recipes, trying to get engagement, adding, like Hayden said, that value added. When somebody scans the insert, they're going to get a value add. And if you can right now, another value add would be either uh, doing a great bundle so, you know, with soap, I might give away a soap dish or give a really heavily discounted soap dish or something like that. Um, there's all sorts of things that you can do. Uh, it, it, like I, I said, with the recipes, that could be for um, kitchen, kitchen products. That could be for um, non-alcoholic spirits. So there's so many things that you can do to spread out your brand. Now, going back to influencers, and I'll get to the budget in a second. But if you take a look at an influencer, and um, if you take a look at influencers, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, okay, user-generated content with influencers. So we just went out and we just did this uh, last week, right, with Billow. Mm -hmm. So we heard about Billow a few months ago, and then finally somebody last week said, oh, you should use Billow. So we just went there and we ordered two videos. I'm going to report back how how good they are once uh, once we see them, but all we want from them is user co generated content, and it's not costing us very much. So here's something that you might want to consider. I love influencers. We try to start with repeat buyers. If you don't have repeat buyers, it's hard to do. But we we start with our repeat buyers. Our repeat buyers are already people who like our product. We then try to reach out to them as an influencer. We then, if things are going really great, we try to reach out to them to be actually a brand ambassador. These are different levels. A brand ambassador is, is really just an influencer with a passion for your product. They've gone, they've gone past, oh, I'll talk about your product too. I love your product. I'll represent your product. In fact, I'll even buy your product at a discount and give you user-generated content. So... It's finding those people. And Paul Harvey came on here, and uh, I heard a lot of people um, talk about, wow, th these, these stats are crazy. He reaches out to 100 to 150 influencers a day. Now, this is his company. This is what he does. And he gets 10 to 15 influencers uh, from that 150. And then from that, maybe one or two are actually good. That's his stats from his service that he's talking about. And now he knows how to do it. He's, he's, he's doing it, but it's a lot of work. Why not do something like Billy, Billow, which is $59 to $89. Go out there, just get a bunch of content that you can use, un unboxing or whatever it is. And then with their permission, and I've got to find this out, but at, Regardless of Billow, when we're doing something, we're always asking the influencer, can we use your product to promote on other channels? So if they give us a video, man, with the cameras that they're using nowadays, you can take screenshots 
and start posting and have endless, endless amounts of user-generated content, which you can put on your um, on your Amazon product listing and just pump out the content for fourth quarter. So I think that's really important. If you're not doing it or you don't know how to, or, you know, how you're going to get 10 posts or how you're going to post three times a day, that's your easiest thing. Get a bunch of uh, um, uh, influencers uh, that do video and then take screenshots. So anyways, Hayden, uh, oh, the budget. Now, first of all, does anybody have any questions about that side of things that came up, Hayden? Uh, influencers, we have one from Chuck Bowling, Bowling, what platform would be the best platform to look for influencers? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. And by the way, Chuck, it was really nice meeting you the other day. Um, I would probably every. I'm not copying out, okay. I'm not copying out, but you have to know your audience, and I would say that. If you're looking for influencers, um, tick, like TikTok is the rage right now if you have the right product. If you're selling HDMI cables or something like that, I don't know if that'll be the right you know, play or mining equipment or whatever. You know what I mean. TikTok has its place. And if, you're, um, if your uh, product would thrive on TikTok, then TikTok's your place, but you got to know your audience. Is your audience a TikTok audience, right? Or do they fit into that demographic? Same thing with Pinterest or same thing with Etsy. You know, Etsy's an idea. Uh, for me, it's an idea platform, not to where you're going to go find influencers. But on Pinterest, you can kind of go and find your audience there. I, I still highly promote. I don't get anything from this. I don't have an affiliate. I just love what he's done with his app, but Spark Toro, you know, go and check that out. But find your audience. Is it a Facebook? Is uh, is it on TikTok? I just went to a really great um, event called Digital Startup, and Gaur Chadre was there, and he was talking about um, Twitter and how his biggest bang. Now, if you guys look up Gaur, he knows his stuff. Anyways, he said the biggest and best performing ads that he's getting are on Twitter. Now, could you find people on Twitter or could you find influencers through Twitter? And you give it a shot. But Instagram, Facebook, which is Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I've been looking at, uh, and I just sent you over some information uh, on the weekend about looking into TikTok and their influencers. So those are all the, the set platforms that you can go and find. But you can also go to like a, a Buzz uh, BuzzSumo or, or Upfluence or um, is it Intellifluence? Uh, anyways, there's a bunch of those types of platforms that already gather a bunch of influencers. You can go and you can screen them and see if they're any good for you or not. But it's so easy to find. So you can go, um, let's say you're going... Uh, none of the social media works for you. Uh, you could go on to Google and just type in whatever it is, find the influencer. So, you know, let's say you're looking for a influencer for the pet products. You can actually drill down to your niche. Or if you're into small dogs, large dogs, if you're do into hyperallergenic dogs, I'm sure there's anything for pets. 
all you have to do is, you know, influencer or blogger or, um, uh, you or find a blog. And if you see a blog that's interesting, you can use one of the search operators and just have related. Um, so uh, I don't have it with me right now, but I think it's just related colon, then the URL. And then once you have, like, once you're on a blog and you want to find other blogs, you just take that blog URL, put related colon, I think it's just related colon and that URL, and then it'll come up with a ton of other blog articles that are very similar to that blog. And by doing that, it'll give you other bloggers that you can go after. So uh, I don't know if you want to go a bit deeper into the influencers, but it starts with audience. Then for us, we'll just reach out. So TikTok, we'll reach out to them through Creator. Creator's changed, Hayden. You want to talk about that? Oh, TikTok uh, Creator Marketplace? Yeah. How has it changed? Uh, well, recently, TikTok rolled out <clears throat> some updates, some major updates, uh, where at one point, we were able to um, put out an offer or like you'd create a campaign uh, and send invites to um, say like usually about like 50 influences at a time. Um, and you didn't have to put a dollar amount. You could just put uh, like your campaign brief, all the, the details of the campaign. So each influencer would get this like little package that they'd see, you read through it and then respond whether they wanted to do it or not. Um, and in that response, you'd usually see their email and uh, Instagram as well. So you'd have multiple ways of reaching out to them to discuss a deal further. Uh, so for some reason, uh, TikTok's made it now where you have to put a dollar amount upfront uh, in your offer. Um, and the influencer can only respond with another dollar offer. Um, and I think they have some slight options for uh, communication too, but uh, basically what's happened is that I think the influencers are only seeing the zero, say if we were gonna do a campaign with a $0 amount upfront, but they'd get commission on the products. Uh, they're only seeing the $0 amount and not the rest of what they'd actually get and the amount of the free product. Uh, so they're unable to tell you that they that's not a great deal for them. And then at the same time, they're only seeing that dollar amount. So then they will just decline. And then there's also not a way to reach out to them <laughs> once they do that. Uh, so yeah, as far as we've seen, like it's pretty much 100% necessary now to have a, a small upfront cost, whether it's, I think we've gone as low as $10 so far uh, as an upfront cost, just to open up the door for conversation to even be able to negotiate different terms or anything. Uh, so if anyone's using Creator Marketplace, I definitely recommend that and uh, testing some different uh, offers that way. Um, so at least you can even talk to influencers uh, and set up a, a deal that, yeah, it could be different from that initial dollar amount too, but um, right. yeah. Okay. Um, and we are talking to TikTok right now to try to get them to come on and also uh, just find ways that we can get around this because we know that there's a lot of influencers out there on TikTok that will do something just for free product. Yeah. So we've done it um, and paid nothing, just absolutely nothing. So, and a lot of people are getting sucker punched 
you know, oh, I'll do it for 150 bucks. Well, you got 10 followers. You know, yeah, come on. And and that has happened. Like it's somebody that has 100 followers and oh, that's 150 bucks. Are you joking? You know, so anyways, be careful because the word is that you can go and make money as an influencer, um, but you don't have any followers and you still think you're going to get money. So anyway, uh, yeah, near Buzz Sumo, it's a subscription, um, but it it opens you up to a ton, an absolute ton of uh, influencers. Um, Cision is another one. So Cision is the world's largest database, but it's expensive. We had a subscription uh, to it. We don't have it anymore. Uh, you can also um, kind of get a little bit of buzz from Harrow, help a reporter out. Um, you know, they're always looking for content. So you can get them to write information or write something about your product. Um, Upfluence, uh, Intellifluence, or Intellifluence, I think it was called. Uh, anyways, I, I have a ton of these types of apps. And by the way, go to AppSumo, type in Influencer, and AppSumo, so A-P-P-S-U-M-O, they are always running something with a uh, influencer campaign. So an influencer app. So you'll pay, um, you know, usually you'll pay a lifetime membership, which is really exceptionally low. They're just trying to get subscribers. And then uh, you have access to this platform. Now, some of them, uh, it would be a very low, like let's say it's 49 bucks, but you're saving 500 bucks. And then you might have to pay an upcharge on the influencer because the influencer might charge you something. Hayden, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, okay, uh, it's right at the bottom of the hour. One of the things I just got to say is uh, Kelsey's, Kelsey's usually pretty good about this, but please do not solicit on this channel. I'm not soliciting. Please, anybody who's doing anything here. I know it might sound like you're not, maybe you are trying to help, but do not solicit. Okay. Uh, what'll happen is you'll just be removed um, from, uh, from the channel. We're trying to keep this educational based. All right. Um, I know everybody's trying to make a living, but uh, please don't try to do it on the channel. Other thing, Tony, copy AI, is that just for copy or is that for influ influencers? Can you let me know? Um, because there's a lot of good uh, products out there right now for copy. So you've got Jasper. Jasper is awesome. They like, we're using it just for titles, you know, just simple titles, posts, um, rewrites. Uh, I still hire really high quality writers for my one-time content. I don't go and I don't copy and rewrite. I still think the, uh, the, uh, the quality um, it's still not quite there, but it's there. Like if you, it, that doesn't make sense. The, the copy's not quite there, but it's there. But the copy's not quite there for the high, high end um, uh, 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 articles, but it is fairly good quality that you can use to help build out your content on your page, which again is going to be important. Um, here's what I was going to say. The... Uh, the wheel with the wheel of Kelsey today is going to be the either the um, inventory management. So inventory management that Afalabi is doing right now is four hundred dollars a month, 
And he will, he doesn't know this yet because we didn't know we were going to be going live without a topic, but uh, he is going to be giving out a, a free month. It's a $400 value. Okay. So anybody who wants to get this inventory management, and you can see it's incredible what, what he's come up with. So he's come up with a system. He's uh, it, and it ties into so stocked, but he's come up with a system that's absolutely brilliant that if you've got some inventory, um, you can either grow into it or if you've got a lot of inventory, man, you're going to have a lot of stress off of you. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey and you'll do that. And we'll also throw in a mug and our M&Ms today for anybody in North America or anybody in North America. So uh, it's all one give giveaway, but it's a $400 giveaway. I think it'll be great. Um, Anybody who has inventory will love this product. Uh, uh, Hayden, Kelsey. Hayden, you want to cut to a commercial? Sure thing. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends, Sean Hart and Seth Stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands and get this exiting 17 businesses. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. All right, let's do this again. So uh, it looks like uh, Mohammed, uh, if you want to enter, you have to do hashtag Wheel of Kelsey and then you can tag two people. Okay. Uh, all right. Tony, did you get back and just say about the copy AI? So there's copy AI, there's a uh, phrase F R A S E. And by the way, they've just come out with some unbelievable add-ons to their, uh, to their, uh, uh, their app and then copy. And then there's also word.ai. These are all, um, these are all, copy-based or um, AI copy apps. So it makes copy and writing copy very, very simple. All right, let's see. Oh, thanks, Nir. Hey, Nir, if you have any questions, let us know, all right? I know uh, you could load me up with some too. Um, okay, so let's see. Budgeting. Budgeting, oh my gosh, budgeting is so important. Do you, you know, not to go over, not to go under. You know, Goldilocks it. How do you get it just right? So this is really important. First of all, your inventory. Now, do you, is it a seasonal item that you're looking at? Or is it something that you're not, you're, you're, I was just going to say knife sales. I've got knives. Knives is a, one of our brands um, on, on, the, on my mind. But I know our pet product, our pet product sells in fourth quarter 80% more. 80% more. And so if I just went with, oh, I'm going to double, you know, my inventory, 
it's not going to work. So I've got to really look now I've, I've been lucky enough that I've had this on Amazon for a few years so I can see what past trends were. I can see what last year's um, trends are and uh, were, and I can kind of predict my fork, my forecasting based on that. Um, if you don't and you, you have a, a stocking stuffer item or a kitchen item or something that people are going to use during the holiday season, either as a present or as a um, utility, like a kitchen product, then make sure you have it in stock. Because usually during these times, Prime Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the month of uh, the rest of the month of December up to January 15th, person who has inventory is the person that will succeed. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of people don't put enough inventory into their um, into storage or they don't have, they have it all at Amazon. They didn't, they like everything's at Amazon and they don't have some sort of inventory strategy that they've implemented and they lose. They just, they just lose. I had two weeks ago, somebody asking me to order inventory from China. It is middle of August. Do you really think products going to be in Amazon on time for Black Friday. I mean, where are the you know butterflies and unicorns? I mean, they they're just it's not going to happen. So you have to be for every holiday. You have to be planning way in advance. All these successful sellers, I can guarantee you that if I went over to Tony or if I, I talked to Near, that they would be telling you we placed ours in June or July. They're ready. They're ready to go on it. Another thing that I find is that you waste your money on for your budget is PPC. This is a game. This is like day trading, right? All the money or market makers just grab the money from the day traders, the ones that don't know what they're doing. You know, it's just it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. That's the same thing with Amazon and PPC. You can spend so much money spending money on the wrong keywords and you're not going to get anything zero sales very well you'll get sales but what good are sales if you make no profit so it's all about profit right and knowing your numbers and understanding those numbers going into it i just had hayden we've got a brand new brand that's going up part of his job is knowing everything from the one pack, three pack, five pack, down to the penny, we want to know what it's going to cost. What are the Amazon fees? What are the referral fees? What are the shipping fees? What are the shipping fees from the 3PL over to Amazon? Every tiny, the insert, we, ha we have a, um, a, a note that we write on. So, you, you know, it's a handwritten note. How much, is, how much is the labor to write that note? And we'll do it in bulk. So we, you know, we just... Uh, divide it by whatever, 20,000 handwritten notes. But the picture charge from the fulfillment center, the stamping, because we stamp things with um, the the name of the, the, the brand, every one of those has to be in place. And if it's not in place, I'm missing out. I don't know what my proper break-even point is. And therefore, how can I put together a proper campaign? Then the other part is, yeah, just going after, I'd call them primary keywords. Now, these are 
not a bully stick. Okay. Bully stick is just crazy. I'd never bid on that, but let's say it's a natural bully stick, odorless bully stick, grass fed bully stick. Those are my primary keywords. That's what I would call them. And under them, there would be silos and those silos uh, would be a natural bully stick. And then there'd be a series of long tails. Well, typically I'd be looking at those long tails to go after because the primaries, primary, uh, uh, the, the primary keywords would be very expensive and you'll lose your money. So I'll go after maybe lower end, but those more highly searched, the ones that have more search volume, I play a different game with it. I just go in very little um, during the holidays or during the, the holiday. So if it's Black Friday. I let everybody else run out of inventory around uh, uh, one third into it. I'll bring the bid up. And then at the end, the last third, I would bring it up to normal. And then that way, anybody who's run out of inventory, I'm taking their sales from them. But don't go crazy. Don't overbid. Um, there's things like uh, the uh, the deals now. Like if you're not, not now, but I wasn't using lightning deals uh, over the last few years, I've gone back to doing them and we've seen some really good results. Um, now the product is really good and the product is a premium product, but what we've seen are as good of results as we did back in 2017, 2018 with uh, lightning deals. So don't be afraid of them. Uh, and then talking about product, and I got to go back. I'm, I went down a different rabbit hole. Sorry, guys. But talking about product, I saw something about um, the recession. The recession is hitting crappy products hard. The recession is hitting crappy listings hard. I have a product that our competitors are $60. My product is $150 to $200. And our sales have doubled July, they July they doubled, they increased by about, I would say about a third, maybe a bit higher in August. But people who have money will continue to have money and they want good quality products. People who put out crappy shoe stretchers on a crappy listing, you're not going to get a sale. And what I'm finding is that you really do have to have a good quality product at first it doesn't have to be a brand, but I do create a brand. I, I, I want to make sure that I can extend it out to a brand. And I would probably be thinking brand right from the beginning. But if you're launching a product, it's got to be good. You know, so just uh, keep that in mind. All right, uh, Hayden, do we have any other questions about that? And if not, I'm going to go back to budget. Um, There's one kind of related. Yep. Um, is the hey, Mohammed? Yeah, any best and easiest ways to research products for the United Arab Emirates market? Oh, gosh, <laughs> Mohammed, can you give me an easy one? <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna throw that one out to Nir, maybe he knows better than I do, or Tony, or somebody else, you know, that's on the call. Um, because I don't do work there and I don't know if this is something you can use any of the tools like Helium 10 uh, to go out and uh, check out uh, the uh, UAE market. 
So, hey, Mohammed, I'm sorry I can't answer that because I'm not in the marketplace. But I don't want to make something up either. I'll leave that to Hayden. <laughs> okay. All right. So nonsense? Let's I can give yeah. you nonsense. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go back to nonsense. Uh, so going back to uh, budget. So I talked about your forecast. I talked about your PPC. But your PPC has to, you have to be aware that Amazon's going to tell you to spend more. Um, and your competitors really want you to spend more uh, because, you're, you know, it comes back down to, hey, look, if, if you want to go and spend double, triple, quadruple uh, and get limited sales or go at a loss, you're going to go out of business. Uh, so just be very careful going in. You want to be brand aware. So, you know, keep keep those ads going up. I would be moving forward as normal, but getting closer to it. I'm not, it's funny because Tim Jordan and I have the same opinion on that. We actually won't crank up our ads um, going into a holiday. I just keep them consistent. I try to do lightning deals. I try to do, um, if it, it, it might be more emails, it might be uh, Facebook ads or Google ads. Like right now, um, Amped is, and they're coming on very shortly. We had um, uh, Pixel Me on. These are two companies that could drive some external traffic over to your listing. They're they're not that expensive, and uh, you know it, it 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 really does for me. PPC. I don't really change my strategy too much, except for the days coming up to the holiday, which I, I cut back almost to nothing, then bring it up, then bring it up the last third of the day. That's what I can tell you about that. I'm going to give you some stats here. If you're not doing PPC or fractional PPC, you're missing out for the most part. Um, I'm going to have uh, Quartile on here um, talking about it. And uh, they have a program. Anyways, their, their DSP, um, they have fractional. Uh, Clear Ads has fraction, uh, uh, fractional DSP. I got to talk to George about that. I got to know more about what he does, but I believe he, he does this as well. Anyways, we saw one of our products last year or, uh, uh, on Prime Day have 25 times ROAS. So what that says, and this is on our high-end uh, products. So that's on our $150 products. For Prime Day, two days, we had 25 times. So every dollar we spent, we made $25. I don't know about you, but I think that's crazy. And then just regularly with, um, with DSP, I find that these are just dollars in your pocket. But... What you don't want to do is trade dollars. So there's usually a setup fee or a fee, a monthly fee, and you've got to have a high enough ad spend that you're making money and you're not just, you know, spending money and then spending money on your uh, ad spend and not get anything, get anything out of it. So anyways, I, I'm going to have, uh, uh, I'm hoping, I got to talk to George and see if he'll come on and talk about that. I know that he's also doing DSP for Walmart now too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's right, Rich. It was 25. So every dollar spent, I got 25 bucks. And believe me, I was shocked when I saw it. 
So that was the highest I've ever achieved for that. Uh, but the other things you've got to look at too are, I usually go back when I'm looking at um, a budget. How can I, how, what can I do to my listing? Do I need any videos? Are my related videos there? I just go back and I do a quick look for optimization. And if there's any way that I can optimize my listing, I'll try to do it because it's going to be the, the, and we're just doing this right now with this other listing that I talked to on Friday is that we're not getting the highest conversion and we're not winning all the time. In fact, I gave away, oh my God, I think they're trying to get the sailboat out. <laughs> you hear that noise? No, I'm not, I'm not hearing it. Oh, I, I, so if you hadn't joined us at the beginning, uh, right, right in front of my house, I turn the camera around, you will see a sailboat. I'm not kidding. A sailboat that got run aground 25 feet from my house in just a few feet of water. I don't know if its keel got broken off. I don't know what happened, but it's been there for the last two days. And now I hear some pretty loud sounds out there. So hopefully you're not picking it up. <laughs> I don't think this mic will pick it up. But, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, let me see. Yeah, so going back to that listing optimization, I just wanted to make sure that we were converting higher. So what I noticed is that the listing image, the primary image, didn't fill up all the white space. So we went back and we filled up all the white space. We also made the packaging, the, the, the image, taller so it would fit into mobile. So it would be picked up and you could see it better on mobile. And we, we broke a few rules, but with images, uh, it's just, you're just going to get suppressed. So if Amazon came back and said, Oh, you know, you have, um, you know, something in the image that shouldn't be there. Okay. We'll just replace it. And so we, we did that by the way. So we've just created a secondary image that we could pop up there in two seconds if we do get suppressed. So those types of things I've got risk tolerance for. Um, there's other things uh, that I don't, like I won't do, but something like that that's just going to get your listing suppressed, not a big deal. I know I'm going to get more sales from it. Um, and videos was another thing. So to attract more people, what we did is we created a series of videos and we have custom thumbnails made for each one. And it looks like it's an educational series at the bottom of the listing which I think is going to attract a lot of attention. Okay, let's open it up to some questions. So from Chuck, uh, is it a good strategy going into Q4 to drive up organic rank with lowering pricing to avoid paying high prices on PPC during holidays? I just do that. Great question. I just, I'll do that to attract people. So, I want to keep my sales velocity up. I want to keep my sales rank up. Um, I will promote. These are these are one of the things that I'll do to you. Remember, I was talking to you about um, you know trying to drive some extra traffic. Well, do some depending on where you're doing your ads from. You know, create some ads or some posts that are letting people know that if you come to the listing, you're providing this. Um, extra incentive, you know, pre-holiday, and it's 5% off or it's 10% off. So 
they'll come over they'll and sometimes it's got to be higher so i was trying to do something and hayden just said dad this is it's not going to work nobody's going to do this for 10 percent so i said well how bad do we want this we really need to get sales velocity so i went up to 20 and so we're going to see how that works but i still know at 20 i'm still going to make a profit but i need sales velocity and i need rank so i know it's going to happen um but that's where you have to figure out it's not just a it's it's a variable you know is it 5%, 10%, 15% and maybe you stagger it but the point is you're giving people an opportunity to buy your product okay to get that sales momentum going uh, and to get you into that position because don't you want to be into position when you're going into holiday don't you want to have that sales history showing that people are actually coming to your listing and buying your product? And then you can bring up the price a bit. Now, there is a trick, okay? This is a trick that um, Kevin King taught me this trick months ago because I kept losing the buy box and I'd come back with the argument, oh, it's because of Walmart. No, it wasn't because of Walmart because I didn't set it up properly and I didn't know that there was this thing you had to do recently um, to get the buy box. And anybody who's contacted me, and there's people on this call that have contacted me about that, and I've explained to them, and they've been able to work it out. So when you're setting up your listing, you're going to be asked for, and, and they've changed the back end now, but you're going to be asked for your MSRP. You're going to set the price at, let's say, I'm just going to use fake numbers, a hundred bucks. Okay. 99.99. Then you're going to be asked for your list price and that'll be 75 bucks. Then like you'll publish it. And then when you go into your inventory, you're going to open up your manage inventory and make sure two columns are showing your min and your max. Then you're going to set the very lowest, like, you know, put $25. It really doesn't matter. And then put, I, I don't know, you could put uh, $74 uh, on there. And it, it's just a very wide range, min and max. Oh, and I forgot, you have to set your sales price. So what you don't want to do is just publish your listing with your list price and not set a sales price. So Set, put your sales price, whatever you want. As long as it falls in between that min and max, that's going to be fine. And what you're going to find is that when you go and you put your, let's say you put your, uh, uh, let's say that you, you, let's say you didn't put in a sales price and you set the price as um, a sale, but just through your list price to 49 bucks. And then you try to raise it up to 59 or 69 dollars all of a sudden you lose your buy box well it's going up too quick and so uh amazon's algorithm is picking it up and they're just not allowing you to do it but if you set your if you set your list price to seven seventy five dollars and you put a sales price in there of let's say 54 bucks just to move product for a week or two or a month or forever it falls within that min max and you're not going to have that same product problem. Does that make sense? If it doesn't make sense, let me know, but it's been working for us forever.
It's not just because a Walmart thing. It's because you just didn't set up your pricing properly. All right. Uh, should we go to another question? Or uh, Yeah, I'm just waiting for you, Aide. Yeah, you... no, I'm just looking through what we have so far. Um, we have one from Tony. Yep. Have you ever sold oversized products on Amazon? Yeah, I have. Um, and and it's a constant battle. So I've, I've had a constant battle. Uh, it's with memory foam. So anyways, there's memory foam uh, beds. And uh, these are for pets. And what happens is um, not only do you have the oversize issue, but the box expansion and so we would always get additional fees because it's really hard to talk because they're they're hacking away at something out there i don't know if they're i don't know what's happening there's still a lot of noise coming from the lake anyways um we'd still get hit with additional fees and then whenever we went to challenge it it was they were kind of penalizing us like they would just cause even though we'd asked them not to hold our or our, our hold our listing they would you know put our listing on hold for two weeks for a count or to measure or it was it was horrible and this didn't happen once it happened ongoing but yeah i do sell um uh i do sell products we have solved the issue by the way with packaging where the product just cannot expand so um that is something that we've been able to overcome Now, Hayden, I see there's six questions up top. Is that um, is that right? Yeah, uh, some of those aren't questions, but we had one from Connor. Yeah. Um, halfway through the podcast uh, about establishing a remote team. Where would you start? What part of the business operations would well, you? Well, I wish our guest would have been on today. Yeah. Right. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, that's a that's great. One thing I would start with is before you come on with a, before you even move forward with a remote team, get your, get into the practice of developing your own system. Okay. Uh, a great book out there is um, a Michael Gerber's E-Myth. And that explains why the systems are important and somewhat how to develop them. He's also got this E-Myth Academy. I don't even know if he runs it anymore. It's probably all online. It used to be an, uh, a mail-in, and that's what I did back in the old days. But um, anyways, setting up a video like Loom, anytime you do anything, you record it and then just you know title it, whatever it is, and then just put it into Google Drive or wherever you want to uh, put it. I mean, Loom's even got their own library. And then you can refer back to it. But understanding this, uh, the, the SOP, you could try to write your own SOPs and that would be great. You could go to a company like Flowster. They have a, a great system where you can learn how to write SOPs. Um, Process Street is another one that uh, he's been on to the podcast. And he, I think we have a discount for him uh, as well as Flowster. But um, they show you how to uh, build out SOPs and they're very good. Like just 
just to do the SOP. Now, the SOP, I don't want to get people confused, but policies and procedures show people the buy-in. So why should they buy into this policy or procedure? The definitions. So, you know, if there's any um, uh, acronyms or words that people need to know, like if you try to tell a new person about an ASIN, what the hell is an ASIN or a SKU or an uh, FN SKU? Well, it it has that definition, any prerequisites. So let's say you have to know another SOP or you have to have um, login for um, Helium 10. You'd have to have that. Uh, so it gives them that information. And then it provides the SOP. So the SOP is part of the policy. And then at the end, the reporting, quantifying. So, you know, who's responsible for it? Who's responsible for the update? What happens if there's an issue? Who do you report to? And at the end of the day, who updates it? The last part of this is a template. Now, this might sound really complicated, but if you can write a simple spreadsheet and, you know, or a Word document or whatever it's going to be, like a lot of the times, um, let's say it's a canned response. I call it canned response. But if somebody's uh, giving you negative feedback or positive feedback, or you want to talk back and forth to your team about what happens if somebody says this is bad or that is bad, here's the information you need. And then don't cut and paste, but personalize it to that person. And that happens like, and plus they're getting educated, but those templates are all in the same folder. So at the end of the day, there will be a Google Drive folder that'll have the video for the training that you shoot or you hire somebody to do it. You, you have that policy and procedure and you have the templates. And we go one step further. So if we're running our project management tool, Within our first description, it says, if you don't understand this, click here to link to our SOP, and then you can move forward. So that's where I would start. Now, building the team is quite simple. You can try to do it yourself, and you can go to Upwork, free up. Oh, no, I'm going to leave that to the second phase. Upwork or um, uh, online jobs, PHP. Now, those, you have to go and find your own. Uh, they do have recruiting services there, but you typically find your own. It's a long, arduous job. I'm telling you, it's going to be tough, and you'll probably hire the wrong people and make many mistakes. The second grouping would be like a free up or a multiply me, and they go out and they vet your uh, your people, and then you can go back. And VA, uh, uh, VAA, fill it. What's the uh, what's Galad's company called? VAA. Um, yeah, isn't it VAA Philippines? I, I think it is. Yeah, and he'll do the same thing. So those three will go out, vet, and um, provide you with candidates that then you interview. But it's down to a short list already, so it's already done. But it costs money, so it costs a bit of money. You'll be paying it one way or the other, either upfront or um, a little bit on the back end. Uh, and those are the ways that we get started. And then from there, it's just finding somebody who has your personality. Now, I'll do a whole, and I think that's going to be a great um, podcast, is actually going through the hiring process, the, uh, the uh, vetting, getting everything set up so you're ready 
to start working with the person. Now there is another uh, company I'm trying to get them on called Acadium. Uh, we've mentioned them before, and these are people that you can hire people on a three month term. And then if you want, you can uh, hire them. Uh, so it's three months at a lower rate, and then you can hire them. Um, I've just sent them out an email. I sent an email to the CEO to hopefully he responds and um, see if we can get them on. Okay, next question. Next up, let's see. This one from Tony. Uh, what's your budget for a new product launch these days? Product X was done on 5K. Tony, how long is a piece of string? I'll leave it at that. Um, no, <laughs> it could be anything. Um, it, it really depends on search volume, competition, price. It depends. If you go into, you can go into a competitive product. So if you want to compare this to a product X, project X, and they used a $5,000 budget, you have to go find a competitive product, find a niche within that. So a sub niche subcategory. So let's say it's a plastic egg holder. It was very, very competitive. Now they have a wooden egg holder that they could go out and there was nobody there and they could start um, with um, long tail keywords, start picking out market share. Um, we did, I just talked about this on the last podcast about the tortilla press. So Tim and I were talking about this on uh, uh, our show and it was a metal $19 uh, tortilla press. We found a wooden, on, this is on Alibaba, a wooden tortilla press that we thought would be really cool. And then he went one step further and said, let's make this authentic. And he found it in Guatemala. So I think that's really cool. So we didn't launch it, but we just wanted to show our group at the time that this is, you know, an example. So there's lots of sub niches out there. And this is where you would just go to Cibro, pump in very similar, um, very, very similar competitors. And then what you would do is try to find that long tail that might be plastic, silicon, metal, who knows, but it'll hit you. Like for me with bully sticks, it was Pizzle. What the hell's Pizzle? It's a bully stick. Nobody was targeting it. Okay, so let's go target it. So, you know, Pizzle is very, very. Oh, look at this guy. I know, I know. I got him. <laughs> Anyone or everyone on YouTube, I'm sorry for the spam from <laughs> these people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, this happens. Uh, okay. So if you want to join the lunch with or the hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, where you're already past the hour, and uh, let's see, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, contact or tag two people, and we will definitely add you. And that the, I think the uh, prize today, we're going to surprise Alpha Lobby with that $400 inventory strategy. That's right. Okay. Uh, you want to, you want to run a commercial and then we'll go over to it. Sounds good. All right. A big thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club, the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. 
They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.club for blogs, recordings, and a calendar of upcoming shows and on the Clubhouse app. Just search Startup Club for daily shows 24-7. You can also now listen to their show, the Serial Entrepreneur Club podcast, on Apple and Spotify too. Stop by to connect, learn, and grow together. All right. So, Hayden, why don't we just go right over to the Wheel of Kelsey? Sure thing. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. What do we got today? All right. Let's head over to the wheel, which is right here now. Can you All see right. it? Yep. All right. Okay. Well, let's, let's give go. it let's give it a whirl. Hey, and thanks for sticking with us on Labor Day, especially when our guest didn't show up. All right, Connor. Congratulations. Connor's a winner. All right, all right. All right. So the best thing to do, Connor, is just hash or K at lunchwithnorm.com. Uh, Kelsey will get back to you with the information. And who do we have coming on? Hopefully the next person comes on on Wednesday. Uh, oh, it's Greg Jeffries. So this is going to be really great. We're going to be talking about affiliate marketing and SEO. So you won't want to miss that. So Kelsey or Kelsey Hayden, why don't you tell everybody what they're supposed to do? All right, everyone, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you find it. That's Spotify, Apple, YouTube, uh, Facebook too. Uh, make sure you join the Facebook group uh, where you can stay up to date with all things Lunch with Norm. Uh, I think there's some secret or exclusive webinars happening in there once in a while now. There are. Uh, yeah, it's tons of great discussion. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, and then you get lots more of me too, popping in Yep, whenever I can. There uh, we go. The producer for the people. That's right. All right, everybody. So thank you all for joining us today. Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern standard time. And thank you for everybody who is uh, joining us in the community. Uh, we've got a great, awesome community and we can't, like we really couldn't do this podcast without you. We appreciate you and have a great Labor Day. We'll see you on Wednesday. See you, everybody. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.